Welcome to Pat Sherlock's podcast series, interviews with top mortgage sales leaders. Learn practical tips for improving sales management results. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Pat Sherlock, and welcome to the podcast today. Today's topic is such a terrific topic. How has leadership changed over the last decade? And I have the perfect person who has been in mortgage banking 35 years, and that's Ellie Vogel. She is Senior Vice President and Divisional Sales Manager at Truist. She has done everything in mortgage banking from loan officer all the way up and has managed throughout her career. Hi, Ellie. Hi, Pat. Thanks for having me join today. It's good to be with you. Well, this is a terrific topic, but before we go into it, let's kind of jump into going back to the beginning days. How did you get into mortgage banking? Oh my gosh, yes, and thank you, Pat. Those beginning days were were a few decades ago, and that's always a great question. I've been asked that question a lot over my career, and everyone has various compelling stories for how they entered mortgage banking. And I'll tell you, for me, my first time, my first full-time job was in a community bank, uh, went in at the banking level, you know, where you open accounts and, and that kind of thing through consumers. And it was a couple of years in, I received a call from a residential mortgage division asking, would you consider uh, coming to residential mortgage? And that was mid to, to late 80s. Uh, so the times were definitely different. Uh, started my career there as a processor. Uh, six months in, I was processor for a, a, one of the top producers, and six months in, she retired, and I began my production career at that time as well, and it's been onward and upward since. A huge fan of the mortgage industry, and um, it served me well over time. I'm very passionate about it. So did you ever think it would be 35 years? <laughs> I would have never imagined where this career has taken me. I've, I've made a lot of friends over the decades, obviously, and the the industry has changed dramatically in that time frame. So uh, it, it, it's been a, a great journey for sure. Well, when you spend that much time, you know you love it just like I love it. So we can, we can compare notes for sure. So talk to me about, especially in your career, I, I know you've had lots of different mentors, but who's really had maybe the most impact in your career? I've had many mentors. Thank you. That's a great question. And that's been significant to a lot of us that have sustained a career over over multiple years, right? We all need coaches and mentors. And many of us are coaches and mentors ourselves. And I go back, you know, I'm still a believer that a lot of life is how you started. And I go back to very early in my career, I had a mentor um, in that mid to late 80s time frame where she was pretty high ranking female in the banking industry. And uh, things look very different then uh, for females in the banking industry. And she was later recognized by American bankers, one of the most influential women in banking and worked for her directly for three years. Uh, she taught me a lot. She taught me about vision, really action trumps everything, you know, take action and execute, learn from it, study it, tweak it, and then go back out and take action again. So very early in my career, I learned business development, which served me well in the mortgage industry. Uh, so she was one of the greatest mentors for me. Well, that's great. I love that line. Action trumps everything. That's a great one. She that was, We should pattern that. We should actually take a patent on that one. That's a really good line for sure. So talk to me about the challenges. You're a divisional sales manager. You've been doing this certainly in the senior levels for a long time. Um, and this market is certainly challenging. So what are some of the things that you are focusing on now uh, in your current role? 
Yeah, Pat, that's a great question. I'll tell you that the challenges that many of us face today as a leader, whether we're leading other leaders or leading producers in the mortgage industry, um, are, are pretty similar. They're industry challenges. Uh, the market, the major shift in market to a purchase market in 2023 um, presents its own host of challenges. Uh, that means people, producers, leaders, we all need to pivot, right? Uh, it's inspiring people through that pivot. We've got economic challenges and pressures uh, that we're all facing today. And then post-pandemic, uh, throw that in there. Wow, that's a new one, right? Uh, it, we've, we've been in a remote environment for a long time and coming out of that and the return to work and the new MLO working in remote environment. I mean, that's a trend we've learned to become very productive. Uh, learn to embrace technology and uh, really understand how to balance that. And I'll tell you, one of the greatest challenges is in a time of great change like this, with the pressures that exist, is to really see it from a positive perspective. So shifting that perspective in the lens in which we view our opportunity, that is critical for a leader to get their team on board around that. And then also pivoting, not pausing. Because a lot of times in a, in a in challenging environment or in the perspective of negative effects of the environment and maneuvering through that, we tend to act out of fear or panic and they're never real good decisions, right? We tend to pause. Um, this is the time to really go after the business. We've got big opportunities. So it, that I'd say that's one of the biggest challenges for us as, as a leader is getting those to pivot and really execute. That's a great point for sure. We'll have to do another show on that because that's a topic unto itself. Um, so talk about the oh, trends. Oh, we can make it an entire session. <laughs> that's true. Talk about the trends this year that um, that you see that mortgage bankers really um, should be aware of and maybe are not as aware of. That's, that's a great question. And there are so many that we normally um, will continue to watch. But I would watch sharp shifts in trends. Um, for ex example, opportunity in the market itself, pivoting from a refinance market in 2020 and going into 2021 to almost entirely a purchase market. Although optimistically, that's one of the largest markets we've ever experienced, at least in my history, um, sure. and probably well beyond that. So I would say market shift trends is one of the biggest interest rate trends, economic and inflationary or recessionary pressures, watching those interest rate trends and that demand um, around housing and finding the opportunity and making it possible for a potential client today. NMLS, licensed originators, right? We're watching that trend. What's happening in the market as we pivot through this, this production and the levels of production? But I would say two of the most important that we need to keep an eye on in 2023 from a trending perspective is the digital information. Who owns the information, right? Um, and owns that client, it, I think is critical. And the movement to remote capabilities and really embracing that technology. That's another that's another topic unto itself. So I'm glad that you raised that. But let's jump into our main topic today to talk about leadership. And you've been involved with leadership in all the positions that you can have. Talk about what it looked like maybe five, 10 years ago, and then compare it to what is involved with leadership today. Yeah, it's a great question, Pat. And we could spend a lot of time on that, on the trending from a leadership perspective. And I'll tell you, um, the basic fundamentals of leadership over the decades that I've been a leader in this industry 
remain true today. Um, so there are basic fundamentals that we need to continue to bring ourselves back to as a leader. Um, and that is really that to lead is to inspire, to inspire to action, to get a, a desired result. You hope it's a desired and common goal as a result. And that has really not changed um, over time, whether it's five years, 10 years, 15 years. But I will tell you, those basic fundamentals become more and more critical when the market is a challenge and when the market doesn't move in our favor. So we need to continue to lead and inspire to action and execution. And many times that starts with a belief. So when there's time of change, we've got to find ourselves back to knowing what our team believes whether they're other leaders that work through us or whether they're producers that work through us. So it's really important those beliefs drive how they show up, how we communicate, how we execute, and that's what drives that result. So those are the fundamentals that I think have not changed. Your question is really around how, I've changed, how, I, how have I changed my view um, mm -hmm. over this past five years and how that changed. And I will tell you the big difference today that I myself struggle with admittedly is really around how to balance today's technology and the advances uh, that the world has exposure to um, to make our lives easier, faster, better, right? And that balance of that technology in a time where it opens, I feel like the world's gotten smaller and it opens greater opportunity for business. It opens a greater social platform and opportunity. And you may recall, gosh, it used to be who knew who I needed to know. And today we almost have access to get to know everybody we need to know through technology. And I believe that that's created perhaps a culture of we value fast, we value easy, we value technology. And sometimes when we can't deliver that, it's almost devalued. So my perspective from a leadership change and how we shift to that is to really find a way to support our teams through the balance of both, the fundamentals of connecting, business developing, and then balancing the technical piece of it, the technology, which exposes us to greater opportunities. And we know that a lot of times salespeople and sales leaders use technology because they want to make things faster, they want to make them e easier, save them time, expose them to greater opportunity and make them money and drive revenue, right? So it's that balance between those two. And if we're leaders that are used to the fundamentals and have weathered a lot of shifts in the market and weathered the peaks and valleys and the trends, then we like to believe we could just say, hey, take, take my hand, I've been there, done that, I know what to do, and I could show you the way and today it's a little different because we have to we have to build in the technology piece. So it's technology and touch. And it's the best producers and best leaders and best performers that know how to balance that. And I think that takes a couple of skills. Um, I would say the greatest advice in leadership today and the way that I've changed my view is that I'm almost back to mastering the art of inquiry. There's a lot of... Um, areas of weakness that I have in the technology space. So as a leader, we really need to master the art of inquiry, understand it, understand how to leverage what's important to our salespeople and our sales leaders, and then take decisive action around it to support and invest and align so that ultimately we have 
the most favorable outcome, and that is delivering the greatest experience um, end to end to our client and to our teammates and our team. So, Ellie, talk about this issue, and especially you've seen it over time, that this is not, I find that interesting myself, is that because this is our normal market, which is now perceived as abnormal, that people seem shocked about the shift of the market. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, I think that's a great question. Um, I I would say that given the time frame that we've been in a more reactionary, and I'll speak from a, 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 a true mortgage banking perspective of the, the refinance market that put us in a more reactionary mindset. We also, um, that happened in a time of a pandemic where we learned to work more remote um, and virtual, if you will. And I think that created patterns of habit uh, that allowed us to perhaps win in times of great opportunity differently than it would take today to win, which is a more proactive, outbound business development opportunity. And I do believe that when we find a way to expose ourselves to greater op- opportunity through technology, but then weave in that personal touch, which, which felt like it was the connectivity was missing in that, that time, right? It was fast. It was a lot of transactions, one rate after another, and it was in a remote environment. And we missed that touch piece, which in my mind <laughs> is the magic of sales. And when we are able to balance them both and shift to that, then I, I think that's where we really win. It's a, it's a change of habit. It's a change of belief um, to be able to balance both of those and bring them together. And it's not as easy as it sounds, but when we execute on it, the fundamentals, the reward is great. Right. And I guess that really does lead, uh, the thing that I see with talking to managers all across the country is that they seem very much shocked that we went into a purchase money market. Um, And if you've been in this industry any length of time, this is our normal market, although you make a great point that we were winning when it was trick, when it was uh, actually easy, and now it's more difficult. And we kind of think that the easy market is always going to be there, and it's not. And so I just find it interesting that managers themselves, and forget about the salesperson, that the managers have had a different uh, a different time, a difficult time in this market. Is that is that what you see? I do, and and I think it is um, really setting the compelling vision of the value of changing those habits and the perspective, right? Right. So that we can execute differently and uh, connect, connect. This is a time really where our centers of influence and our partners in this industry, our realtors, our builders, um, our teammates inside of our own enterprises are really critical to our success. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a time to really get back to basic connecting um, and de- delivering value proposition and creating that great experience. Uh, so managers do struggle with that shift. Uh, there's no doubt about it. But if we stick to that fundamental execution of what do we want to deliver, what is our value, and then create that path of what to do to deliver that, I think we will get that buy-in and that shift. 
Well, talk about, and this really is maybe a corollary to what you're talking about, uh, and especially when you look at the different generations, and especially it's quite common to hear managers talk about that maybe the younger generation doesn't seem to want to work that hard, or how, how does that, is that what you find in your experience, or is it an issue that maybe we don't know how to manage the younger generation? I think understanding um, generational strength is really critical to leadership. Um, understanding diverse age groups is critical to home ownership today, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, it is important, and, and you heard me give the tip of mastering the art of inquiry. Mm-hmm. Um, when we understand a younger generation likes to collaborate, they just may not have the experience of mm-hmm. someone that's been in the business for a long time, right? I mean, the average age of a mortgage loan producer is still a pretty high age. Right. And we've got to find a way to bring fresh, new perspective, um, generational producers into the business to serve the proper segments of the market in, in home buying. And it, it's a matter of creating that value and showing the ease of execution um, and it, it's very rewarding uh, to the younger generation to be able to deliver um, a great experience and provide a mortgage, which is a conduit to housing and home ownership. So when you look at leading the, let's say, the different generations, have you had to adjust your own leadership style because of, as you already mentioned, uh, let's say the younger generation wants to collaborate. Have you had to, do you deliver a mixed style to them from a leadership standpoint based upon their generation or or how do you really handle that topic? So that's a, that was a personal perspective based on my experience. And working with a with diverse a diverse team, whether it's generational, um, sure. an ethically diverse team, right? And and I will say that many times as leaders we adjust. Um, we would adjust our cadence um, to really be able to pull out of our team what they value and what they believe. And you heard me start when we when we started this podcast around the fundamentals are understanding what one believes and that's what drives their execution and delivers the results. So it really is being able to get that from each of the members on our team. And ultimately every leader creates a dream team in their own mind. Mm -hmm. And that dream team is not all of the same kind of people because where one is weak, another is going to be really strong. And it's a matter of extracting that perspective and that view and that knowledge and that skill set. And then aligning them and connecting the dots to assure that we're going to market as a strong team that can can weather all of those differences and and those gaps and perform. Well, we have to have you come back and talk about some more of these topics because it's really (laughs) fabulous what you're saying. And I certainly, we only have a few minutes left. Could you share maybe a couple key takeaways uh, for our listeners today? Yes, I, I'm happy to, Pat. Thank you. So, it's, so at the end of the day, you know, it, it really is a significant importance to assure that we are shifting anytime the market shifts, that we have to shift as lenders. There's no doubt about it. And building that team that understands the basic fundamentals of delivery and that touch piece, as well as embracing all of today's tools and resources and capabilities and really know how to deliver and win in a purchase market, which you're right, Pat, we, we were familiar with what that looked like um, in the past. What does that purchase market look like and how do we deliver those basic fundamentals 
and and really go out and serve and create a great experience. Well, I, I couldn't say it any better. You really definitely nailed on that topic for sure. And I want to thank our listeners today and certainly spending time with us. And I want to thank particularly Ellie for sharing her wisdom. Thanks so much, Ellie. Thank you, Pat. Appreciate the time and the opportunity. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We appreciate you spending time with us. If your sales team needs training in hiring and lead generation, schedule a free consultation by emailing me at psherlock at qfsconsulting.com.